Insurrection, Impeachment 2.0, Censorship, and an Inclandestine Uprising so hush-hush, you just might miss it. Welcome, everyone, to 2021. Well, hello, everyone, and thank you for checking out this podcast. My name is Dave. This is Right All Week, and if you would like to engage on what's left of social media, please feel free to look for the username at Right All Week. If you would like to send an email, the address is rightallweek at gmail.com. If you're on the audio platforms, you can give a review. That would be awesome. I appreciate that very much. If I'm still on YouTube, please feel free to share that, like that, subscribe to it. As long as we can use it, we will. And I hope that everybody who's joining with the content that you will share with others so that we can bring people together around these ideas and hopefully reach some new folks who haven't yet been convinced. So let's get into it. It's the first week of 2021 and all kinds of things are happening. And uh, what do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about the professional protesters? And you want to talk about the big tech censorship? 1984 George Orwell, the Ministry of Truth has arrived and its name is Twitter, Facebook, and Amazon, Google, and Apple. They've kind of put their sources together. Or well, we could talk about the impeachment of the impeached president so that way he can have two impeachments and impeach him twice and maybe get him out of office for the last 10 days. Uh, maybe that's what you want to talk about. Or the fact that, again, viewing what's left of social media, you might find people talking about some sort of an uprising that we should expect to see in these last few days of Trump's presidency. I mean, that's pretty much the big stuff that's happening right now. So I'll just go in order referring real quick to the professional protesters who made their way. Uh, they somehow or another penetrated the sanctum sanctorum of your elite ruling class. And now that has become the justification for all kinds of new infringements upon our civil liberties. You can just look for more of that to come throughout the rest of the year. And I know there are people out there who are pretty upset about the end result, the way things played out on January 6th. And honestly, I don't think it really could have gone much of another way, just based on what we were seeing leading up to January 6th. I said in a previous podcast, we had to deal with this election shenanigans way back in November. We live in a quick drive-through, instant dinner uh, culture right now. We don't have time to wait for these things to be resolved. And uh, it's really sad to see that that came true once again. Most of the focus was gone and a lot of the good opportunities to really deal with the issues, they were lost opportunities. We didn't really follow through. And then this idea that somehow on the last day, which pretty much like the last day, we were gonna find a way to oh, resolve everything that had been percolating over the last two months didn't seem very realistic. I know some people put their hope in that, and I know some people talk big about what they hope to accomplish that day, and I just, I don't see it, couldn't see it, didn't expect it, and and it's really sad now, of course, what came about. I'm not going to personally go and try to, I'm not choosing a side in the conspiracy wars with respect to what happened at the Capitol with regard to the protest that day, but there's plenty of evidence online to support the theory that the the people who actually made it in were not representative of Trump and his base. They're certainly not conservatives. Again, you know, if you remember, I've given descriptions of specifically about conservatism before and doing the traditional things, protecting and conserving the things that are best for society. Well, you know, storming the Capitol, well, you hope that people inside are going to be doing something specific for you. It doesn't really suit, doesn't really fit that description. 
doesn't help us in any way to uh, advance our cause. So it was strategically stupid, to be brutally honest. And uh, uh, in fact, it wasn't effective, but also it's not representative of the, what we say our beliefs and the traditions that we're trying to support. It doesn't do any of that. So it's not conservative. But uh, add on top of that the fact that there are people who are, have lots of interesting demonstrations that they're sharing online about who actually got in, how they actually got in, what they did while they were there, and uh, you know what, who they're also affiliated with which most of them really not long-time pro-Trump uh, individuals or pro-Republican or conservative in any way, shape, or form. So put all of that in your basket and in your mind palace when you're trying to weigh all one out. But uh, the aftermath is way, way more interesting. The fact that the politicians immediately came out and started condemn condemning the whole thing. The media came out and immediately started condemning the whole thing. They've used it as a justification. They're writing new bills. We're probably going to be expanding the Patriot Act. It's very interesting. The same guy who's all like, oh, well, we got to have unity, goes out right away and it's like, oh, these seditionists, these traitors. Interesting talk for a guy who claims to be all about the unity and, oh, I'm going to be your president too, just like his... Uh, forebear there who also said the same thing. But he's not doing it just like his foreperson. He didn't do it either. They're both liars. So now we know that already. And then immediately, so President Trump goes out and issues a statement. Okay, I want everybody to be calm. We need peace. We need rule of law. We need law and order. It's time for everybody to go home. And everybody somehow or another on the left looks at that and says, it must be some kind of a secret message to do all of the opposite of what he actually said. He doesn't actually want what he says. He wants the opposite of that. And somehow people are going to interpret that when they watch that video. So that video got censored and immediately Twitter goes into banning Facebook and all these others. They, they've shut it down. And I'm not surprised that that moved into a whole new category because same as you've probably seen the meme where it talks about, you know, Trump not really actually said any of these words, but it's a picture of Trump and it says something like, hey, they hate me because I represent you, stuff like that. And so it's proving itself right now, the fact that they started with him, but then anything else that could be closely knit or tied or some way associated with him altogether, all of those things are getting shut down too, including Parler. Going after Parler, Parler's no longer in the Apple App Store, no longer in the Google App Store, and uh, no longer allowed on Amazon servers. But before that, Twitter and Facebook were already censoring content that led to Parler. If it was a link to Parler or a reference to Parler, Twitter and Facebook were hiding those things. So big tech is big brother obviously. And they are now infringing on free speech like never before. The president of the United States, he's still the president for another week and a half, but that didn't matter. We are censoring him. So now what does that tell you about the big brother? It looks like big brother actually has more power than the actual government does. And uh, that's a scary thing for us to think about, but that's really where we're at right now. So, of course, they want to get him out as fast as they can. Those on the left, Nancy Pelosi's talking about it. What means can we use? A second impeachment of an already impeached president, so that way we can uh, take away whatever power he supposedly has left. Not that any of his power did him any good in the last two months trying to prove the election stealing, right? But uh, they still want him gone. So what's that about? I think maybe 
Is it possible that they are trying to avoid whatever his last ditch maneuvers are going to be? They don't want to know or don't want to see. Maybe they do know, but they don't want him to be able to succeed in something specific in the last 10 days or however many days are left. Makes me kind of wonder what the what maybe he has. Not that it's going to somehow or another overturn the election. I don't expect that because everybody was too busy fighting over the rule of the Constitution and following the letter of the law. Not that we did any of that during the actual time when it was actually happening oh, power to the states, bro. And then the states are like, hey, can we have those back so we can do it again? Oh, no, we got to follow the federal constitution. Okay, so it's a pick and choose when you're going to apply it. And that's what they did before, and that didn't do any good. And Trump didn't come out and prove anything different during that time. He didn't exact his power. He didn't uh, prove to be a dictator, you know, because it's like the, the dictators are the ones who decide who get to talk, right? They're the ones who shut everybody down. So he sucks as a dictator. That's pretty much what's true. But somehow, for whatever reason, they still want to... Maybe it's like a last nail in the coffin, some sort of a last claim to victory to try to get him out before it's over. I, I don't understand it. Maybe he does have something. That would be fantastic. Personally, what I would like to see is, uh, you know, just we throw all caution to the wind and we're like a bull in a china shop on the way out of the White House. Let's just declassify everything, pardon everyone, and, you know, do all kinds of crazy things that he can do to expose. You know, it's supposed to be a drain the swamp effort, right? Okay, well, you got 10 days to pull some plugs on that swamp, bro. I want to see it hardcore. Uh, your last chance, your last ditch efforts to do what you can to lay a little bit more groundwork for Make America Great Again. So hopefully he does. I uh, don't expect any attempts for the 25th Amendment or impeachment or whatever. I don't expect any of that's going to work. But uh, honestly, I'd be surprised if Trump did something awesome on the way out. But I still would like to see that. So what can we expect then? Since, hey, it's 2021 and we've certified pres uh, president-elect Joe Biden, soon to be Harris, I think. I expect this is a prediction of a sort. Uh, I don't think he's going to finish his term. I'm confident that he won't. I, I would be not surprised if he doesn't finish the year. Uh, but, um, you know, just to, to go on the record, I expect by the time we're doing the midterm elections, uh, Biden will be gone and we'll have President Harris. That's my expectation. I'm going to throw that prediction out there. Also going to predict, hey, more stimulus money is coming your way. Uh, a whole nother stimulus package, much like the one that uh, Obama did in his first early days. They're going to go for that. They're going to do something big. They're going to spend a whole lot more money. And the consequence of that, of course, later will be some significant devaluation of the dollar. Uh, especially when you take into consideration, we're going to do 100 days, folks. Get ready for another lockdown, another mask mandate. It's all coming for 100 days. The consequences of that on our economy and the local businesses, that's going to be brutal. But that leads to another logical prediction. Of course, Biden's going to get the win. COVID is going to go away, everybody, but it's going to be because of what the DNC did. It's going to be because Biden and Harris and whoever crazy people they put in charge of stuff, they're going to do the same things they've been doing. The only significant difference, of course, is going to be the media coverage. So when the legacy media, all those folks over at the Washing Brains Post and the PMS LSD, you know, when they're all done with their coverage at, at like the Central Newspeak Network, everybody's going to be saying it's working now. It could, it wasn't working before what everybody did because cases and the drama, the panic was more important. But now that we got Biden in there, they'll switch to, and they give him the W by the end of this. And you'll, I'm confident of that. So... Uh, people are talking about this, this this uprising and the possibility of a civil war or a revolution, whatever. I, I don't know. 
I don't think it's really very likely, uh, especially since I'm confident, as I said earlier, professional people who were storming the Capitol. I don't think that the violence there was really the people who would be desiring uh, the the new revolution. 1776, again, hashtag whatever that's about. Uh, while my heart <laughs> is in line with, hey, we it's getting to the desperate time. Like, how do we find a way to preserve the things that we believe are true, the things that we believe are right? When all the power is going to the other side and we've got all these Republicrats who are done pretending to be conservative, they're going to join with Republicans. That's another of my predictions because we split the House. Or, I'm sorry, we split the Senate 50-50, right? And Harris gets to break those votes. I'm going to go on the record and say she's not going to need to. They're going to find enough traitors, traitors and hair uh, quotes there on the Republican side because there's still the unibrow party, the two different faces of the same duopoly. Uh, they're going to get enough people who are willing to go along with their program. So expect a lot of success in whatever their long-term strategy is over the next four years. They're going to get it. It's going to happen. Uh, meanwhile, I expect people on the right, conservatives, those who own the guns, they're not going to use them. Uh, I trust that, yes, it was a strategy of the left to try to do everything that they could to push people on the right to whip out those weapons because they want to be able to go after you. They want to say that you're the ones who are instigating the violence. So, of course, I'm going to caution people, don't fall for that trap. Uh, not just because, you know, violence in any other case other than, you know, defense is, is not just because it's wrong, but because it's dumb. You know, so wait for them to, to be the violent ones and then you can defend yourself. That's the, the right way to do that. But I, I really don't see this thing where people are just going to suddenly have their spirits turned on and they're going to go and they're going to fight and they're, they're going to take back America and it's going to be a second revolution. I'm not ready to say that I see it coming, honestly. I know that we've had some tough times recently. Specifically, 2020 was, was atrocious in the uh, tyranny department. But I, I don't see people coming out that way currently because there's just too much of the spirit of the age that's affected too many people, they're really comfortable with a lot of things, okay? As difficult as life was in 2020, we still had cars, cell phones, fast food. You still had the ability, DoorDash, Uber Eats, whatever, comes to your door, and you can just sit there and watch streaming videos, movies that weren't going to be in the theater. They came to you that day. I'll just sit on my couch and eat whatever junk food just got delivered by the guy in the mask outside my house, and I'll just collect my government money, and I'm good to go. And I think that is going to do a really, they're going to have a lot of success just quelling whatever spirit that might be inside of people that might drive them, anything that might energize them. I think there's not enough conviction because there's too much comfort. That's really what I see. And I think the, the best way for us, of course, to handle this is we're going to pray. We're going to pray a lot because no matter what happens in D.C., there is still the king above all rulers on the earth. There's still a court above all the courts on the earth. And we need to appeal to that throne. We need to appeal to the Lord and ask for his help in this time and this season for us individually and for us collectively. And then do what you can to just share the message. Try to persuade some people. I don't think arguing in the comments section of Facebook is going to do a lot of good. But face to face, when you can actually talk to people and exchange ideas and help them to see why what we say is right, why we say it's right, uh, that would be a whole lot more helpful, especially, you know, if you do it with a smile. If you uh, have a good, winsome attitude and, and you don't just go out accusing everybody of being stupid, even though there are some people out there being stupid. Anyhow, if you finish the video, I appreciate that. I appreciate everybody who checks out the podcast. I hope that you will come back for more. I hope that you will share it with your friends. Once again, this is Right All Week, and I am Dave, and this is where we talk about what's right, how it's right, and why it matters. 